Seven Sequel Jurassic Park one bit of time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're back to end the week with 102 of The Lost World. Captain, darling, lunch is ready. Oh my god. Where's the crew? All over the place. It's going to be another short one today as we end out the week with minute 102. Dave, ready to get into 102? Sure. Alright. As we on minute 101 of The Lost World, the ship had impacted the dock and was now being crawled over by in-gen workers and security guards. As we open on minute 102, Bloodline and a guard had made their way up to the ship's bridge and discovered that the crew was literally laying all over the place. At the 10 second mark, the camera pulls back to reveal a hand gripping the ship's wheel and Ludlow tries hard not to vomit. Back down the ship's deck, Ian and Sarah arrive and Ian makes his way over to a small control console and first looks down at the controls, then back towards the cargo bay doors that are making a whirring sound. At the 33 second mark, we look down and see another dead worker holding the remote for the cargo bay doors. At the 50 second mark, Ludlow comes out of the bridge and yells down to the workmen to check the cargo hold and there may be crew down there. Ian suddenly realises and yells for everyone to get off the boat. He runs over to get Sarah, but as he does, a security guard arrives at the control station and pulls the remote out of the dead workman's hand. And this ends minute 102 of The Lost World. As we open, the guard's moving towards the ship's wheel, and um, last minute he told Ludlow the crew was all over the place, and as the camera pulls back and Ludlow enters the bridge, we see a hand gripping the steering wheel. And... Mm. Um, it ends just past the wrist. It's been chomped off. But um, yep. there's obviously more of the body on the floor, but um, Ludlow looks down at, but sort of, we don't see, obviously, PG. And uh, he turns away gasping, trying not to vomit, which is doing a lot worse job than what the guard did last minute when he entered the entered the bridge. Yeah, exactly. And we cut back to the deck as workers run all over the place. Ian and Sarah walk onto the boat and uh, move around the back of the Trenosaur cage and come to a small con- control station. The cargo, hold, the cargo hold doors behind them seem to be opening and closing on their own, or doing something. Mm. Malfunctioning in a way. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, uh, Ian walks around the back of the control room, of control station, and sees a arm with the controls for the bay doors, uh, the hand. I originally thought the hand was pushing both buttons, and that's why the doors are don't know whether to open or close, but I think his hands, because we get a close-up at the end of the minute, it looks like his hand's only on the lower button, which would be the close close button, but um, Ian turns and looks past Sarah at the doors as they continue to open and close, and Sarah um, turns to meet his gaze. You're... I don't know if it was just my imagination filling in gaps or anything, but I always swore I could hear a low growl coming from the inside of that. Well, you can hear the hear the the whole drolics and that of the doors as they're trying to open and close or mo- as they're moving. Yeah. And it's sort of. But this sounded more animalistic. This sounded like the tiger growl that they use in the first movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and you, you could at this point they've come on the ship and no one's <laughs> caring about where the Tyrannosaur is. It's all about the crew at this point. But the next obvious spot would be it'd be down there, and it's sort of. It'd give a little hint if you could hear that purring or growling over over the sound of the doors, just to add to the um, 
suspension. Possibly Ludlow can't hear that from up at the bridge when he shouts to open open them. But um, yeah, we we briefly cut back to um, see the the hand holding the controls briefly, and it looks like he's just pushing the one button down now. If if he was holding both buttons and confusing the circuit to say open, close, open, close, and surely after some sort of time uh, the system would get too hot and the motors would burn out or uh, the circuits, the breakers would blow. I would imagine so, yeah. For, like if you're if you've got a garage door or like a roller door and you've got an up and down button, if you sit there and hold both buttons up and down on for for a long time like after about an hour those wires are going to get that hot it's either going to catch on fire or it's going to blow the breakers mm-hmm. and we're assuming this happened hours earlier out the sea so but then the other the other thing is too is this just him holding the down button closed to prevent the trenosaur from pushing the doors open from inside which makes the most sense but you see him rise and lower at the same time without any sort of clue that the Trenosaur is pushing on the doors. Um, so, again, it's... Some things get pretty pretty messy here, scripting-wise, and how they sort of work things and do things, but it's a shame. Yeah. But, um, we cut to Ludlow walking behind the bridge up on the catwalk and looking down at the deck below, and uh, he yells out to his men down below, check the cargo hold, there may be crew down there, which <laughs> just... Ian has the worst look on his face as he realises that there's probably a lot more than crew down there. <laughs> yeah, and he um, as he really sort of realises and yells for everyone to get off the boat, he turns to get he runs to get Sarah, but uh, as he does, the guard and or guard arrives at the control station and bends over and pulls the remote from the uh, dead person's hand, which again, once that remote's pulled from the hand, surely the doors should stop trying to go up and down since the button's no longer being pressed. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think, but... Yeah. Yeah. But then it might be it might be like a keyboard when you just hold the L button mm-hmm. down for five minutes, it just buffers, and you've got to wait another couple of minutes mm-hmm. after you let go of the button for it to realise you're not holding it anymore. <laughs> and one thing I do like is that it is the same security guard that uh, denied Ian and Sarah at the front gate. And that's, yeah, and that's... So it's like the return of this bumbling guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's sort of weird because Ian's going to run up in the next minute and tell him, no, no, don't. And even by him being on the on the ship and yelling everyone off the boat, yes, that security guard knew he was at the gate and first denied him entry and had another guard come up to say, it's okay, Ludlow said they, he, they wanted to see it up close. If there was any other security guard, then why wouldn't you see Ian and Sarah as being there. They're, they're in plain clothes. They're not in uniform, so they're obviously VIPs of some sort. And to mm-hmm. listen when he starts saying everyone off the boat instead of everyone just ignoring him and Ian talking to himself <laughs> and yelling yelling <laughs> to himself. It would have it would have solved so many issues here. But, uh, but yeah, we um we get next... I won't say that the San Diego scene has the smartest script writing of the movie. <laughs> no, no, and... I don't know. No, we'll get we'll get to more of that as the minutes continue, but uh, that's where the uh, 102 ends. But I, I just love here where everyone's focus is the crew. There's no one. Mm-hmm. There's no one sort of going. Well, okay, where's where's this Tyrannosaur? <laughs> are they are they thinking it jumps ship out out in the ocean somewhere or? 
Which I could see it doing, really, in a way, too. If it sort of gets too close to the edge and slips off. I mean, I, I, mean, I imagine it's slipping off, but on a boat uh, in the middle of the sea, I think the animal would be smart enough to see that it's not going to swim yeah. that far. But then if, if you're stuck on the dock, on the deck with it, um, and it's either overboard or eaten, <laughs> like it might have, might have chased someone off the boat as well. But yeah, but I, yeah, I just found it interesting. It's sort of we're looking for the crew. Yes, if you can find a member of the crew, they can probably explain to you in five seconds exactly what happened instead of showing a ghost ship. But, uh, but yeah, um, briefly into the shooting script, um, every, last minute everyone sort of climbed on the dock and seen pieces and crew and blood everywhere on the boat. And um, it's then when they see that, Malcolm's like, okay, everyone off the boat. <laughs> this isn't good. And um, Sarah asks Ludlow, what in God's name have you done? And um, Ian repeats again, we need to get off this boat right now. And uh, then Ludlow yells out, check the cargo hold, there may be crew down there. And we can see the uh, cargo doors, they're bent, they're twisted, and they're not fully closed. And uh, mm-hmm. a guard arrives at the winch controls, about to open them. Yeah, that's 102. Anything else on that you want to discuss? No, I think we did that pretty well. All right. But half an hour from now, John Hammond's dream, reimagined, will come true. For one one-hundredth the cost of building a destination resort thousands of miles away. I believe I've spent enough time in the company of death. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. What's everybody looking for? Tonight, we'll christen Jurassic Park San Diego with a mega attraction that can't start on this battle anything like It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, Life 